When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Garrett and I are here today to talk about some of the best moments in Ravens home game, MT Bank Stadium history. Yeah, this is the 25th season for the Ravens at MT Bank Stadium. So yep. a lot of good memories, a lot of wins, a lot of great moments in that stadium. So what we're doing today is we're looking at some of the 25, the 25 best. Okay. Yep. And we also want listeners and viewers to know that we want you to be part of this conversation too, beyond just the podcast. As always, you can email the podcast to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. But something else that we're doing that's pretty cool is that we're doing a bracket, okay? So yep. we're doing a bracket-style uh, process here to determine the best moments at M&T Bank Stadium yep. in the 25-year history that we've been playing there. And so that's going to be on our website. Yep. It's where you can go through and play in that bracket. And... Uh, we, we, we started the process there of trimming down the list of 25. Okay, right. so in the bracket... It's 25 years, but we have to have 16 in the bracket. Yeah, and we have 25 moments here that we'll just we'll mention all these moments, but in the bracket, we already started the process and trimmed it down to 16, so it's bracket style. So there's right. 16 games, moments uh, within that bracket that you can go through, and then we're going to crown a winner of, that, uh, of, those, of those moments, the top 25 moments. Uh, in home history. So yeah. do you want to start by running through the top 25 moments here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we have the 2013 snow game against the Minnesota Vikings. You probably remember that crazy finish. <laughs> uh, 2003, Jamal Lewis ran for 295 yards against the Cleveland Browns. Pretty epic. I, all right. I, have to, I can't say a comment after everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. We'll get to that. We'll <laughs> yeah, get to that. You're going right. right. to be running out of adjectives by the time you're done. That was great. It was amazing. Epic, amazing. Epic. Wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, 2000, 2000, the Trent Dilfer to Shen Sharp touchdown in the wild card round against the Broncos. First uh, playoff game in Ravens history, by the way. Uh, 2018, Baker Mayfield was intercepted by CJ Mosley to win the AFC North crown. Uh, 2014, Steve Smith's blood and guts game against his former Carolina Panthers. Back 2012 regular season, uh, Torrey Smith scored two touchdowns against the Patriots. That was the evening that his bro brother tragically died. Uh, very memorable evening. 2002, uh, Chris McAllister, uh, there's a missed field goal by the Broncos. Chris McAllister returned the missed field goal for a touchdown. And uh, you might remember Ray Lewis's crushing block on the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012, this is a great one. Super Bowl celebration, MT Bank Stadium. Size them up, baby. Yeah, that, was that wasn't the game. That was the celebration. The celebration at MT Bank Stadium, the speeches, two tickets to paradise, that whole thing. Yeah. 2012, Ray Lewis's last dance at MT Bank Stadium. So this is a playoff game against the Colts. Uh, the pregame, 
Ray Lewis, final time coming out of the tunnel as a player. Uh, victory formation uh, does the Ray the uh, scroll dance again. Pretty epic. So I said I wasn't going to do it. But I still did. Uh, <laughs> epic, epic, epic. <laughs> 2006, the Bart Scott just just took Ben Roethlisberger's head off mm-hmm. on a sack. Ben's head rolling down the field. Uh, two, 2000, <laughs> t- Tony, Tony Banks, the Shannon Sharp touchdown pass to beat the Jacksonville Jags, who you might remember were a huge rival at the time. 2008, Ed Reed, 108-yard interception mm-hmm. return for a touchdown. Uh 2006, Todd Heap uh, stretched across the the goal line to beat the San Diego Chargers, uh, who were undefeated at the time, by the way. Uh, 2003, the Ravens had a comeback from 17-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Marcus Robinson, uh, who, by the way, Demarcus Robinson's uncle? Uncle, I think. Yes, uncle. Uh, Marcus Robinson scored four touchdowns in that game. Uh, 2013 Thanksgiving night, Mike Tomlin on the field during the Jacoby Jones <laughs> uh, return, kickoff return. Uh, 16, uh, the 2021 Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, epic comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. That's the most recent one. Yeah. The, the huge comeback to beat the Colts. That was a great game. So that those 16 are the are ones the that are in the bracket. That's correct. So we we started the process of kind of sifting through the top 25. Yep. Um, and it's fun. I mean, like, that's part of the reason we wanted to do this podcast is just to, like, look back at some of these moments and everyone has their different version of, oh, I remember that game. I remember that night. I remember where I was and all that stuff. So, yep. um, all right, go ahead and go complete the, uh, the, the, well, the you last want, okay, few. You want the last the Yeah, last just, 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 just for a note here. All right. Uh, this 2021 Lamar flips into the end zone against the Chiefs. That was a great night. Yeah. Not making the top 16. That's a tough one. I know. Well, that's the thing. When you start trimming it down, it's like, uh, That win over the difficult. Chiefs was fun. Yeah, that, that was, was a fun, fun night. Yeah. Um, all right. 2011, the Ravens defense dominates the Steelers in a season opening win. 2008, Joe Flacco, rookie Joe Flacco, 38-yard touchdown run against the Bengals. You know, that might be Joe one of Joe's career highlights right yeah. there. Uh, pretty great. Uh, 2000, Jermaine Lewis, uh, two punt return touchdowns against the Jets. Uh, 2012, a season opening win against the Bengals, a night game. Uh, we honored Art Modell that night. Um, kicked off the Super Bowl kicked season. Kicked off the Super Bowl season, exactly. 2010, Ray Lewis strips Buffalo Bills tight end Sean Nelson to set up an overtime game-winning field goal. 2004, Ed Reed, another long Ed Reed interception. This one, 106 <laughs> yards against the Cleveland Browns. 2019, the Justin Tucker game winner in the rain against the 49ers during that epic 2019 season. That was, yeah. a, that was a big win. The 49ers were really good at the time. Uh, in 2019, Lamar Jackson's five touchdowns against the New York Jets. Again, just one of his biggest performances during his MVP season and the game in which he broke the uh, single-season rushing record. And the Ravens clinched the AFC North. That How did that one not make the top 16? Well, that's a, it's tough. That was a good one, too. That was a great night. I mean, the record-breaking night. Lamar going off as MVP. I know. Should we put it in? <laughs> we, we're going to change things around let's in this just, bracket. Let's put it in during the podcast. <laughs> That was a good one. Anyway, I mean, a lot of great memories at MT Bank Stadium. And by the way, fans, this is why you need to be at the games. Yeah. All right. It's different when you're watching on TV. Mm-hmm. When you're at the game and you experience these moments, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And like one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is 
we've been here for a lot of these moments, not all of them. Yep. You've been following the Ravens since you were a kid. I so grew up with the Ravens, yeah, so I know all these. You these know are very all fresh. these moments. These are all very fresh. Um, and, and we've been in the stadium, have been fortunate to, to be in the stadium and also have uh, kind of a front row seat to some of these moments, yep. which is which we want to share some of those stories in the conversation here today. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're in that stadium and you feel that energy and that excitement, like it's hard to... Um, it's, you just don't forget it. Yep. Like you don't forget what it was like being in the stadium on Ray Lewis's last game at, yep. at home. Like yep. that was just an emotion, a, a game, a moment that you'll never forget. And that's, that's what, let's go real philosophical. That's what life's about, right? That's what it's all about, baby. That's what it's all about. There's unforgettable moments. So there's definitely a number that stand out for me in here. Let's start, let's start with the snow game. And first let's look back at a little video from that one. Couldn't have asked for worse weather conditions, but snowing that heavily. Throws to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Dennis Pitta! Taken at the 22 by Jacoby Jones across the 30. 35 40. Midfield, near sideline. Jacoby Jones, touchdown! Ravens! This is insanity! Flacco to throw. Fires to the end zone. And it's caught. Touchdown! Marlon Brown! And the Ravens win the wildest one you'll ever see at MT Bank Stadium. If you're listening to the podcast, we also have the video that we have posted on YouTube of the entire podcast. So if you want to just kind of hit pause on the audio version or go back and look at all the video, you know, yeah. we have a video interspersed throughout this podcast in those moments. Um, so if you want to see and relive that, um, we have it posted for you on YouTube as well. Let's be honest. Uh, I think this is probably the the favorite to win. Okay. This is your, if you are if, doing your power rankings. If I'm doing my power rankings, right, I haven't gone through and done the whole bracket yet, and there could be some upsets here, but Snow Game's a number one seed uh-huh. against the Vikings. I mean, all right, so A, before you even got to the game, you knew it was going to be a memorable game because it was snowing like crazy. It was, but like, I my actually did it pick up kind of early in the game. Yeah, like my recollection going into that game was like it might, we might get a snow game. You know, it might we we, we might have some snow here in this game. I, it's not like it was snowing all morning. Like when I got to the yeah. stadium, now you get to the stadium about five minutes before kickoff, so it probably it <laughs> well, probably was time for, to get my hot dog. It was probably snowing yeah. when you got there. <laughs> when I got there the night before, yeah, uh, <laughs> you were out shoveling, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I was laying salt in the morning. <laughs> Um, but it, I, it was not in all honesty, it was not snowing from my recollection when I got to the game. And then it, and then I it remember started though, still pregame all uh, several players, uh, shirt off, yes. shirt off, warming up in the snow. Yeah. Dave Lang taking the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah good memory there. The, yeah. So it did start, it did start in pregame. Um, and then I think that like, I, what I remember about that was like, Again, it, hey, this might continue into the game. Yeah. It might get a little snow cool. here. It's a cool environment. But it was like, but, and then I think everybody was a little caught off guard. It just, it just continued for basically well, the entire picked, game. It picked up. It picked up. It, it got It never very stopped. Heavy. It really just continued the entire game. It, and it was like this little snow flurry situation that we thought we might have a little bit of a snow game yeah. turned into a, tr- a full-blown snow globe. Which is kind of crazy, like, for being in, you know, in Baltimore. Yeah. We, we traditionally have gotten a fair amount of snow like we haven't had a lot of snow games it's yeah. not like the bills right right but on that day it looked like buffalo yeah and that and that's <laughs> why this game is on this list because it was the snow game like right. if, if you say the snow game you know it everyone knows about. what that game was exactly so as if the snow which they had basically every I'm, we didn't get tapped in to clean off the field but basically <laughs> every other ravens employee was out there shoveling yeah trying to make it the field visible so as if that weren't memorable enough the finish was 
wild. Yeah. Wild. All right. In 125, the final 125 seconds, Garrett, 36 points were scored in 125 seconds. I'll do the math for you because I know you're terrible. That's just over two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Five lead changes, 36 points. Yeah. Wild. And, and then the Marlon Brown, toe mm-hmm. tapper. I got it. Still yeah. got it. Well, th- there was a it. lot of really cool moments about the game. So the snow, of course. Yep. And then it was it was kind of a slog. There wasn't much offense taking place until those final two minutes. Yep. And and so you have the snow, which was like this incredible backdrop, and it was just, just crazy environment. Yep. And then you have this epic finish. Mm-hmm. As part of that epic finish, one of the things that kind of gets lost, Dennis Pitta. Yep. It was his first game his back. His first game first back hip. from his first hip injury. Yep. And he came back and caught a late touchdown in that back and forth and I think, you know, that's one of those games as you're writing the story, you kind of just highlight, delete like three different times in that game and For start sure. from scratch because if, at one point, it's like the Dennis Pitt a comeback story. This is incredible. Yeah, exactly. He's back and on the field. The Toby Gerhardt. What the heck? Toby Gerhardt <laughs> gashes us yeah. for a horrible finish. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can still picture him running down the middle. Uh, Corel Patterson had a yep. long touchdown for the Vikings as well. It was just like, what is happening? Jacoby. Right well, so Jacoby, the famous story from that that John Harbaugh loves to tell too is like, Jacoby's, you know, they knew it was going to be a short kickoff. So he he ran a kickoff back for a touchdown that gave the Ravens one of the leads. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like in the end zone and they're like, Jacoby, get up. Yeah. Get up here. And he's like talking to his mom in the back of the end zone <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, ah! and runs up and catches it on the run and takes it up the sideline for a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty Fun- epic. Funny story about that game. We actually, for that game, had Michael Phelps take over our Twitter account. Oh. That's um, a good one. Yeah, and I actually spent the game kind of bouncing back and forth from the press box to Michael Phelps' suite yeah. because he had my laptop basically live-tweeting the game for us, <laughs> and it was kind of cool to actually, you know, we're in this, and when we're at the game, sometimes you don't get as much of a feel for the crowd environment because you're inside, like we're in the press yeah. box, and sometimes it's a little tougher to really feel the energy at times just because you're inside. But with that game, I actually was able to pop out and like in the walk back. He like his suite was on the exact opposite side, so kind of walked along the concourse there to get to his suite. Yeah, and so got to just like kind of take in like this game that felt like it was out of a postcard or out of this That's like cool. a, an old history book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember him live tweeting that game and having a blast with it. That's and, probably uh, one of those moments though, like when anything really great happens in the press box. You know, we get about uh, a second or two to kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You give a little fist pump under the desk and then you're to work, right? Yeah. Like we're conveying this to the fans yeah. on social media or yeah, yeah. on site or whatever. Phelps probably celebrated for a oh, solid yeah. five minutes before a tweet got out. I was like, hey, buddy, let's be you, honest. You said yeah. that tweet? Hey, don't forget your job. <laughs> right? yeah, come right. on. The celebration is cool, but start tweeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure you were really. I, I, I was. I was master. Exactly. Exactly. Come on, buddy. This tweet's not going to write itself. I'm sure. <laughs> I remember like the snowballs being thrown. Yeah, which yeah. Was really fun. Like, snow, after, yeah. yeah. People just started chucking snow. That was that was really cool. All right. So that that one was was amazing. Mm-hmm. I I think that's going to probably take the cake, as okay. I said. Um. But Jamal Lewis's 295-yard rushing game. Now, I know you were a Browns fan at the time. Yeah, I was cursing Jamal Lewis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you probably have very different feelings about that game. But there was week two mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl season, or 2003, sorry, not the Super Bowl season, but his season when he won Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just went off. I mean, it was like really strong line. Jamal was back full force from his knee injury that he had in his second year. And he just was running people over. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they knew that they were going to run over the Browns, but you didn't know it was going to be a historic day. At the time, Adrian Peterson later broke this record by one yard. 
what the heck? <laughs> uh, at the time, it was the most rushing yards in a single game in NFL history. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like, you talk about offensively dominant days, and for a single player, that was that might take the cake. Yeah, absolutely. And then 2000, Trent Dilfer to Shannon Oh, Sharp. I remember this one watching on TV as a, ki- as a kid. And probably fire up about this one. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. So I was 16 years old. Very fired up. I mean, it was a wacky play. So it's like this out, it's like an out uh, route, right? It bounces off of, I want to say Brandon Stokely's hands or bounces off. No, it looked like it was going to get picked. It was like just a duck. It was a duck. (laughs) And it looked like it was going to get picked. Bounces off of the hands and Shannon Sharp just catches the deflection, loops around, takes up the sideline for a touchdown. You're just like, Oh, it was one of those moments where your heart was just in your mouth. And you're like, oh my God, that could have been really it's bad. Like, no, 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 no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, a great, great moment. Yeah. yeah. And that pretty much did it with the Ravens defense, the way they were playing. It was like game over after that pretty yeah. much. All right. So now let's look at, this is a more recent one. Uh, listeners, viewers, especially recent fans will remember yep. this one well. So let's go ahead and take a look and listen to that 2018 game, final game of the regular season against the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield gets picked off by C.J. Mosley as the Ravens win the AFC North. Baker Mayfield to throw under pressure. His pass is intercepted. Mosley with the interception. The haze in the barn and the Ravens are in the playoffs. And this house is on fire. They are dancing in the aisles. And after 365 days of anguish, it is finally time for celebration in Baltimore. Happy New Year. The Ravens are back in the postseason. Well, I remember us being in the press box for this one. I was on the field. You were on the field at the moment? I was on the field. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Really what adds to this is the heartbreak that was rolled into the previous two years. Yeah, the... like you can't tell this story without the exactly. story of the last of previous two seasons. So 2016 was the Christmas day. Antonio Brown stretches over the goal line mm-hmm. to beat the Ravens in the final seconds of that game yep. and eliminate the Ravens from playoff contention. Brutal. Yep. Then 2017, when you think it can't get any worse, Ravens are on the precipice of clinching a spot in the playoffs. And I think the division crown, right? Uh, against the Bengals, who were out of it, had nothing to play for, and Tyler Boyd, the long touchdown over the middle in the waning seconds of that fourth game and from 12. Andy Dalton, fourth and 12, just a dagger. Yeah. And so back-to-back years of absolute heartbreak at the end of the season. Ravens are playing a great game against the Browns. One thing I think you forget from that was the, the Ravens kind of should have been routing them. Mm-hmm. There was like a goal line. Lamar tried to like stretch mm-hmm. at the goal line, fumbled, and like they recovered, and and it was a closer game than it should have been. Yeah, Ravens get the lead near the end. You're like, all right, here we go. But the Browns start marching, and you're just like, no, no, yeah. this can't be happening again. Yeah, and like you know when you think about it, the more takes over the starting quarterback spot late in that season. Yep. The Ravens get hot. Yep. Lamar's catching people off guard. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. Young team that's kind of like all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this team has got a chance to make the playoffs. Looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Now they're, they've got a playoff spot essentially locked up. They just need to get this stop here. And then the Browns start marching. And then you're right. like, wait, it's not going to be the same story again, yep. is it? And they start moving down the field. And I think, did Brashad Perriman have a catch, you know, in that game? He did. He, he had, had a, a touchdown. Nice, it was like, yeah, I know. Oh, it's, guys. Yeah. It's going to be Perryman. Yeah, exactly. And so they're moving there. 
and they're about at midfield. Yep. Um, they're beyond midfield. Beyond midfield. And then C.J. Mosley jumps up in that moment and makes a terrific play on the ball. Well, unsung hero, too, who has never hesitated to let you know about it. Oh, that was uh, Anthony Levine. Anthony right? Levine. Brought the heat? W- with some, no, he had like two straight oh, yeah, P- yeah, yeah. PDs. Yeah. PBUs, yeah. He broke up a pass, like had good defense on another. Like he really rose up in that that series. Yeah. And that was just a great catch by CJ. I mean, he's oh, someone yeah. who's always in the right place at the right time. Um, and I, I just felt like that was a collective exhale. And I'll just tell you from being on the field in that moment, like there's a few moments like like all of us there's you have the the privilege of being in certain places and spaces yep. that you just don't forget and that was one of them for me and like I'll never forget like the enthusiasm how loud it was just the excitement oh, and yeah. I think it was the like celebration a, from CJ and the rest of the team was huge yeah the celebration I think it was also like a collective exhale mm-hmm. from fans from the team um exercise some demons that day yes it was just it was a great day and a lot of fun well, night game I mean it was at night too which I always adds to it yeah um all right so next on the list is Steve Smith's blood and guts game <laughs> against the I mean in terms of uh quotes like pregame quotes and hype there was nothing better than that yeah so he had said that I think after he said that like before he was even here he said like on a radio interview exactly. back in march like if i play them again it's going to be blood and, there's going to be blood and guts everywhere yeah let's <laughs> just set the stage yeah and then uh deflected pass off of the hands of a tight end one of our tight ends i think it was golly it was one of those veteran tight ends that okay. we had signed yeah in kind of that like owen daniels maybe owen daniels somebody like that yeah. exactly uh Steve Smith catches the deflection, takes it to the house. Uh, I mean, really what I remember most from that game, I remember that touchdown pretty clearly. He had another touchdown yep. too, uh, kind of over the shoulder. Yeah. Did he have three touchdowns? He had two. He had two. two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really what you remember is him on the sideline after the touchdowns. Yeah. And the, check my lawn for yeah, me. Yeah, mow my lawn for me. Keep mow, it clean. Mow my lawn for me. Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, maybe there was also the like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. You're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was also funny, too, because, like, during the week, Steve kind of downplayed it. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he he slow played it, (laughs) and it's like, well, I'm not giving you guys any bullets and more material. It's just another game. You know, he kind of tried to go that angle. And everyone was like, I don't believe you for a second. You already said it was going to be blood and guts everywhere. He was on a different level on the sideline. Exactly. And then after the game, um, I remember basically he was on podium and everybody was trying to get the quote. Like, you already gave the blood and guts quote. And at that point, no one really knew, like, what he was saying to the cameras behind the bench. Because, like, that's, you know, that stuff doesn't come out. You had a decent idea, but you didn't know. You didn't know exactly what it was. (laughs) And uh, everyone's, like, trying to get the quote from him in the post game press conference. And he was, he was still slow playing it. Like, you know, uh, we glad we got the win team win, a lot of respect, blah, 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 all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I love my time in Carolina. Yeah. All that stuff. And then finally he's like, all right, you want the quote? I'm 35 years old. And I ran around those boys like they were schoolyard kids. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, everyone's like, I got it. Boom, we yes. got the quote. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. So that was an unforgettable game. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. All right. So next is Torrey Smith's two touchdown receptions against the Patriots yeah. during the Super Bowl season, regular season. Such an emotional game. You know, yeah. Torrey's brother had died earlier in the day. Obviously, you didn't know whether he was going to be able to play or not. You're going against the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Uh, it was the first game. Change. It was the first game since the 2011 AFC uh, Championship lost the Billy Cundiff game. Exactly. Um, and so it's like this this massive game. It's Sunday night football. Yep. Tory's brother passes away. 
and there's just so much emotion in in the air Tons. in the locker room all of that yeah so i mean tory scores the first touchdown and i think like every fan had tears in their eyes pretty much just felt really awesome and then for him to go too i mean it was just just a, a huge win another aspect of that the game that i'll never forget is justin tucker had a game-winning field goal at the end um which sailed like directly over the uprights. Right. I mean, it was... In by a hair. Squeaked in. Yeah. Bill Belichick chasing the refs off the field. And yep. the ref just... He tried to pull the ref's arm. The ref yanked his arm away. And yep. was like, you know, questioning whether it actually went in or not. And an interesting wrinkle also is Justin Tucker, I remember talking to him, maybe it was years later. I think it was on the lounge. Maybe it was on the lounge or whatnot. And, and he said... Yeah, it was like... That was like the most nervous he'd ever been for a kick. And had that kick... You know, if... You kind of look back at somebody's career, and it's like, man, if if that kick had gone a different way, what would your career have gone like? And he points to that one and said, man, if that if that had not been, if they hadn't gotten the it's good signal, like he would have bounced back. He's Justin Tucker. He's the greatest kicker of all time. But like that would have been a hurdle to get over early in his career. Yeah, I think he may have even said on the podcast, like I don't even know that like I would be here like today. Like basically, like that kick was because it's the history it's like with with the great moments that are yeah, on here right. like you the need to look at the history the, the last time the ravens had played the patriots it was that miss in the afc championship a 32 yep. yard wide left that we all of course remember and so now it's basically like the story is writing itself now you're back you're playing the patriots again it's a big sunday night football game and here you go your new right. kicker is in position your, your to go win the kicker. game wasn't a crazy long kick um and it was good but it was it was it, by was, a, close. it was tight um <laughs> and you know, like that was that was a pivotal moment in his career. Then, of course, he's gone on to become the best kicker. But yep. that was a really pivotal moment for a young player, and just that was a great well, and, night and a pivotal moment, obviously for Tory. I mean, he's yeah, only in his second year, his second year, and think of the impact that he had on the Super Bowl team. Yeah, and what kind of role that game played for him in yeah, his career. It was just that that was just I remember the post game locker room too um after that game super emotional for a player mm-hmm. that had gone through it's hard to even kind of fathom what that day was like for him. Yeah. Um and just the love and the support that he got from his teammates I think was it meant a lot to him. Um and I think that it just was a uh, it was just a really bonding moment yes, for the whole team it, not only because of the 2011 championship but because of Tory and rallying around your brother. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, next one, the Chris McAllister missed field goal return for a touchdown against the Denver Broncos in 2002. Uh, I mean, really it's the Ray block. Mm-hmm. Ray just absolutely depleted somebody. Yeah. Um, That's a penalty. Today. I don't know who that guy was, <laughs> but I hope he's doing all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, today that would be <laughs> for sure. Uh, just a crazy play. Yeah. Uh, and one, one every Ravens fan remembers. Uh, 2012, the Super Bowl celebration in M&T Bank Stadium after after the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Two tickets to paradise. Ed Reed up on the podium. Uh, you know, just packed stadium. I mean, they were literally <laughs> people, capa- literally can't get any people more trying to climb the, the gates to get in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just so cool. I just think that, like, what stands out to me about that day was, like, just the entire city coming together. You yeah. have the parade that then ends at the stadium. Like you mentioned, people climbing the gates, trying to get in. The entire field was covered with fans. There was not an empty seat in the house. Yep. There was, it was it was truly standing room only in that stadium. And it's just one of those moments where you just feel like, okay, this is the impact that a team at a championship can have on a city. Yep. And you just saw it on that day that it's like, wow, this team really means something to Baltimore. And um, 
and that was what made it so cool for me. One little quick memory for me that was really cool about that day was I was in the office uh, when Barack Obama called mm. Ozzie Newsom and John Harbaugh to congratulate them. What a moment. Yeah. I mean, you have Ozzie Newsom, the first black general manager in NFL history, and Barack Obama, the first black president in American history. Yeah. That that was a cool moment. Yeah. That was the that was the morning of the parade. That was the day of. Yeah, it was after the parade. Yeah. And and like people were back in the locker room celebrating, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, just enjoying the oh, last minute. The they called, went yeah. in a back office, like a small little office. Mm -hmm. and the call happened, it was like packed. You know, there's just yeah. it was packed with people. It was it was neat to see that moment. Yeah, that's cool. And and for people who came to that game or that not the game that that celebration you probably remember the traffic trying to get in to, to the stadium that day <laughs> I, remember, I remember the you almost missed you almost missed the parade right or the well, i didn't get on the caravan because <laughs> the traffic I'm a little, we need to win another one so i could be on the caravan <laughs> i think i ended up having to just go straight to the stadium because the traffic was so bad i told my wife i was like we we're gonna park on an overpass and just walk it <laughs> you part you part you just walked up from silver springs <laughs> <laughs> i might have gotten there faster <laughs> Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, so that was that was not a positive memory. <laughs> um, where are we at here? Yeah, this Let's is, see. Yeah, Ray, it's Ray similar. Lewis's last dance at MT Bank Stadium that before the Colts game, the wild card game. Yeah, that, I mean, him coming out of that tunnel was just. I mean, the place. I had chills. Just yeah. hair stand up on your arms. I mean, to see that for the last time. The Ravens players just crowded. The entire team is crowded around the front of it. Um, the other, I'm sure the Colts were watching. I mean, just an amazing moment. I think play, I've heard players. I think it's been Suggs and maybe other players have talked about like they knew they won that game when they looked over at the Colts during that moment, and like their players were like creeping up towards the Ravens introduction <laughs> tunnel to see Ray Lewis come out yeah. for the last time and take in that moment. And like, j like. For, that moment just never got old. Yeah. Ray coming out of the tunnel and doing squirrel dance, it didn't matter how many times you saw it. Mm -hmm. It just never got old. Like yeah. you and I would always just be sitting next to each other and be like, man, this is cool every time. Yeah. And I and I joined the Ravens in twenty eleven. And so for me it was kind of like, I don't know how long this guy's gonna play. And so, you know, yeah. you you gotta enjoy every time that he comes out and does that yeah. dance. What what also I remember from that game, like there's always more energy and excitement in the playoff game, but like the stadium was packed at like an hour before the game. Cause everyone was like, I'm not missing that moment. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. am going to be there. So it's like during warmups, there wasn't an empty seat in the house. Yep. And, and then seeing that was just awesome. And the Ravens players like crowding around the tunnel and everyone mm -hmm. trying to get that shot and, and be part of that moment. Um, and then of course, I can't the, remember if it was that moment. There was one where I, you know, we weren't doing as much on social. So I was taking photos for, for social media. And so I was down by when he came out mm -hmm. and I remember getting so close that like I smelled the gasoline. You, you felt the heat from the, Oh, I felt the heat. Yeah. And like I had gas, like that was coming. It was not a, a, a safe situation. I remember somebody yelling at me like, get out. You're too close. Well, there he is. The like day I almost caught fire. Yeah. I was, was pulled an Ed Reed. You, you know, even if you um, were actually taking pictures for the Ravens to use, that's one of those days you just made up an excuse to be down there in that moment. Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm, these pictures, I got to be down there. These pictures I might be using. And he just ended up printing out the picture. Just going on my Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts on some of the other great moments in MIT Bank Stadium history. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. 
It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. All right, we're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want our listeners and our viewers to know that the DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Again, that's only at DraftKings, and the promo code is Flock. You need to be 21 or older and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, um, all right, the next one that we have on this list here, and we'll go ahead and take a look at this video because this is one of those plays that you just got to see to really fuel this play, and that was Bart Scott's hit on Ben Roethlisberger in 2006. Cedric Wilson split right. Blitz pressure. Down goes... Roethlisberger drilled by Bart Scott at the five-yard line, and Roethlisberger is slow getting up. He's hurt. He's not getting up. He's hurt. Oh, this may be a knockout punch in more ways than one. The officials are telling the uh, training staff of the Steelers to get on the field and take a look at Roethlisberger, who is flat on his back after Bart Scott came clean from the left side and Kyle drove him to the turf. Well, when you're thinking about Ravens' defensive plays <laughs> yeah. in Ravens history, this one might be at the top of the list. There's no more Ravens play than decluding Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Haloti knows, or Haloti Nada breaking his nose. <laughs> that was also nice. Close second. Yeah. Close second. But this one, the helmet coming off, the, I mean, awesome. Yeah. You know what also was actually a play, and I forget exactly what year it was, but in terms of hits on Ben, that was one of my favorites, was the Courtney Upshaw hit on him. Oh, where he would just, in the ribs? Yeah, but they 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 threw a flag, I know, and there's still the no most, reason. There's that like, was the most baloney flag. There's no reason for the flag. It was just one of those, like, they, we have to throw a flag. He hit him too hard. Oh, like, exactly. He just hit him too hard. The, the ref had the same face as me. He was like, 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For no reason, but uh, that was another one. That's not on this list, but no flag on the Bart Scott sack, though. Yeah, no flag. I mean, just Ben looking this way, just yeah. Oh, absolutely amazing. All right, so then we also have the 2000 Tony Banks play to Shannon Sharp. So it's the second Shannon Sharp touchdown here uh, to beat Jacksonville. What do you remember about that one? Well, the the Jags were a huge rival then. Like, I, I mean, they. The Ravens had a really tough time beating them. They had the Ravens number up until that point for the Ravens' first four years in their history. And this was a moment where you knew the 2000 team was really good, but in order to be as good as you thought you could be, you had to beat the Titans. You had mm-hmm. to beat the Titans and the Jags, right? Yeah. You had to beat the top teams. And, I mean, it was kind of a, a wild game. Uh, and for Shannon Sharp to score that touchdown for Tony Banks, I mean, it was just like... Uh, in early in Ravens history, like one of those turning points in the franchise's trajectory, kind of. Yeah. All right, the next play here is Ed Reed's 108-yard interception return against the Eagles. Like, this is one of those plays, yeah. Like, Ed Reed, when you look up his career highlights, this is probably the first one that's on that yeah. list. You like, can picture this one in your mind's eye, like, every time. Yeah, it's just like Ed Reed, who is the greatest ball hawk that I've ever seen and probably in NFL history, this is the type of play that, defines a great career a hall of fame career like this is this is that play who was it that was running beside him uh you know so ed just street is a street out of nowhere i think i want to say takes it up the field yeah i think it was Cobb, who he picked off. Yeah, it was Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. Uh, was it Haruki? Haruki, I believe. I think was Haruki it? was trying to Haruki go for the pitch. Like, Come on, man, give me the ladder. Come <laughs> yeah, on, man, exactly. right here. I want to score touchdown. And Ed's like, nah. And, and it's basically nah, on, the two, dog, I got it. on the two yard line. And Haruki's like, yo, let me get this touchdown. Right, and then Haruki kind of just gives a little, little push. Yeah, there. yeah that, uh, that one you can just picture the whole thing. Yeah. Shout out to Haruki Nakamura, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we got the 2006 Todd Heap touchdown to beat the undefeated San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was just a really, very late in the game, Todd Heap, kind of one of his signature moments. I mean, you talk about a guy who was among, he was like the Ravens leader in every receiving category for much of his career. Yeah. Never, unfortunately, played right between the two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was just a... Um, just a huge play. I mean, Todd made those kind of plays all the time where he was just getting crunched by five people over the middle and hanging on. And it was just one of those for an epic win against the good chargers team. Yeah. And like Todd heap was a fan favorite. And so like, even when he comes back, you know, as a ring of honor member and he gets, comes back and is honored, you still hear the heap, like that still, um, rings through MT bank stadium. So like, Watching him have that type of play, like it was just a signature time. It's a signature. It's a signature play yeah. for him and for a guy that has a great career in Baltimore. That's the signature play for him. Yep. Next one, uh, the Ravens came back from a 17-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Seattle Seahawks with Marcus Robinson's four touchdowns. This was in 2003. Yeah. Um, so we have a, a few games from 2003 on here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that the, the well, Jamal, Jamal Lewis, Lewis yeah. the Jamal Lewis one. Yeah. Mm, okay, that's 2002 for Chris McAllister in the field goal return. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> you got Tony Banks just lighting it up. Uh, and Marcus Robinson, like, who thought Marcus Robinson was going to score four touchdowns? Yeah. It's kind of just this, like, crazy game where the Ravens, who were not some offensive juggernaut, you know, just, like, go off and uh, just bombs away down the field. I mean, just a wild high scoring affair. I mean, I want I don't know if that's the highest scoring game in Ravens history, but it's probably close if it's not. Mm-hmm. All right, and then 
the 15th play here that we have here, the 15th moment, was Thanksgiving night, 2013. Yep. Ravens, Steelers, Kobe Jones snags a snags a kickoff or punt. I think it was a kickoff return. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And then he's running up the sidelines, and Mike Tomlin sticks his foot out there. Jacoby ends up having to divert his path and gets tackled. Let's go ahead and take a look at that play. Jones takes it at the goal line, brings it across the 10, 15, 20. He's got room 30, far sideline 40. He could go. Leg race, far sideline. He's pulled down inside the Steeler 30-yard line. No flags on the play, but Cortez Allen makes a touchdown saving tackle for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin was standing on the white chalk. Actually, he was on the field technically. They're showing it on the big board. That should have been an unsportsmanlike conduct on the bench of the Pittsburgh Steelers because he interfered with the play. So you can tell there, it's just kind of a, it's it's fun to laugh about it now. Obviously, the Ravens end up winning the game, and it right. didn't hurt. Right. It would have been a much different version of events if they ended up losing that For game. Sure. And it was it was close at that time. Like it's yep. not like this was a runaway game. I mean, it was close at that time. Yeah. And it's like I remember at that time when it happened, like watching it live from our view in the press box, at least for me, like I couldn't tell exactly where Tomlin was on the field. And I remember Jacoby going nuts after the play. He was really agitated, like pointing, pointing. And, and you're just like, what is he all upset about? And then we showed the play on, uh, our Ravens vision. Well, that was the, that was really the best part and credit to Jay O'Brien and, and that team. They hammered that replay yes. time and time again. They slowed it up. They kept the camera on Tomlin's face. They caught the, smirk like he kind of had this like smirk when he saw it because like the fans boo! I mean those might have been yeah. the loudest boos yeah, that true. I've ever heard at MT Bank Stadium and they just kept the camera right on top and it was yeah. just like the culprit man like yeah. you are guilty yeah and uh <laughs> I mean it's a top moment like you said but it was like one of the most like frustrating in the press box. Like the press box was going nuts mm-hmm. too. Cause like people were like, what the, like what the heck yeah. guys on the field? Like it was, I mean, I was angry. Yeah. I was hot and bothered. And, and, and like, they actually went to a commercial like right after that. And, uh, I don't, I like even on the broadcast, like, I don't think it, I don't think people realized it immediately. Yeah. It wasn't it like was one of those things stadium moment. It was like in stadium. You realize it. Then they came back and like, Oh, by the way here, Mike Tomlin was on the field and, uh, basically yep. caused Jacoby Jones to get tackled here. Yep. And, um, you know, Mike Tomlin has talked about it after the fact. He did an interview on the Pivot podcast, and he talked about basically that he looked his what he does on those kickoffs is that he watches it unfold on the video board. So yeah. he's not watching the field as much as he's watching the video board, and so he's seeing that play unfold and he's watching the coverage, and then he realizes he got that, kind of disoriented, which. It is kind of disorienting if you're looking at the video board and there's just chaos happening on the field. But like he's looking at the video board and he, according to him, thought the play was on the other sideline. Then all of a sudden he hears the footsteps basically and it's right behind him. And then he gave it the old, you know, the foot wedge. He kind of <laughs> he kind of did a, a juke yeah. out of the way, but in part of the juke, put him more on the field. Yes. Um, you buying? I I am actually buying oh, it. Oh wow! But but wow. that doesn't change. No, that doesn't. No, <laughs> no. You thought he was gonna just run out there and tackle him? I'm not buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I'm buying it, but that doesn't change like my feeling at the time, which is like that should have just been a touchdown. Like he stepped onto the field he as was our player over that shoulder for more than hearing the footsteps. <laughs> you don't hear the footsteps till he's on you. He was like. It is great to look back at that video and just just see it, and then he does the the shoulder peek, and it looks yeah. very mischievous. 
Very mischievous. I. <laughs> All right. Last one. Number 16 here on the list. And these are the 16 again in our bracket. It's top 25 moments. But these are the 16 that are in the bracket. Yeah. And, and make sure that you go check out the bracket on yep. BaltimoreRavens.com and start make your votes. I mean, yep. All right, last one. This is Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown. Epic comeback mm-hmm. against the Colts. How many points was it in the fourth quarter? I don't to, have it on. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. But, yeah, I mean, this was a game that, like, it looked like it was this is Monday Night Football. Yep. And, like, this is the team is struggling at, at that point of the game. And you're like, this is not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Lamar and the offense get red hot in that fourth quarter. Yep. And it just felt like if they got the ball in their hands, they weren't getting stopped. And not only did they put up multiple touchdowns, but then when they scored, they had to go for two multiple yep. times. And so like they were just living around the goal line, scoring, going for two, scoring, going for two. And um, it just... And, and that was one of those... Uh, at the end of that game, I was down there on the field when Hollywood Hollywood was the one that caught that game winner. Yep. And just being down there, seeing that moment up close and the jubilation. I remember doing an interview with uh, Hollywood or Lamar, one of the two after the game. But Hollywood jumped in and started saying, like, MVP. Like, this guy is the MVP. Yeah. And uh, Lamar, of course, won the MVP in 2019. But at that time, at that game, it was like, oh, he could he could very well win the MVP again yeah. after that moment. Yep. Um, and that was... That was one of the career highlights for Lamar in this team. The Ravens were down 19 points in the second half, won 31 to 25. I mean, what I kind of remember, it was just like they were just unstoppable. But they just weren't getting they, stopped. They were just unstoppable. And you, you almost saw it coming. Yeah. Like you, you saw the whole thing. It was like they're going to pull this off. Yeah. They can't be stopped right now. It was just really fun game, really fun moment. All right. So for you, like if you were your number one would be the snow game. Yes. I think I'm going Baker Mayfield, the C.J. Mosley pick on Baker Mayfield to clinch the AFC North as my number two. Interesting. That was a that was a great moment. Um, and they, like in terms of all like the, the history, you talk yeah, like we talked about, it was just like so much went into that moment. You know what I'm probably going with? I, I think for me, it's the Ray Lewis last dance. And uh, really, yeah. And like the game was fine. It wasn't like that game was an epic game. Anquan. It wasn't unforgettable. And the Anquan catch was was ridiculous. It just kind of felt like a game that like the Ravens were in control of the whole game. But there wasn't like great moments of that game. Which you kind of forget is the Ray Lewis dropped a pick. He did drop a pick. He had, <laughs> he had, he had like the uh, he had Terminator the arm. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just like, as I just talked about earlier like the pregame atmosphere him running him coming out of the tunnel doing the dance i remember like you seeing him on the video board for the first time like as he was coming out and like picks up the grass and he's on his he was on his knees saying a prayer and just the whole thing the whole thing was just like the the atmosphere is hard to describe and like i just think about I think about my time with the Ravens, like that is a, a moment, a day that I thought was, was unforgettable and, and uh, pretty historic. So that to me is number one. And that's I think, number one. That's for number you. one. That's my number one. That beats the snow game. That beats the snow game. I thought the snow game was really cool, but like there mm-hmm. wasn't the history or the storyline or the, it was just like, it was a we cool. We didn't really mention the, you know, they got brought in for the last play. It was a kneel down. They yeah. brought him in at running back. So he got to do the dance one more time, which was cool. I thought that was like a nice touch and a, and a good thought in that moment. Then he, then he ran around the stadium, did kind of the Cal Ripken yeah. high five or yeah. 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 yeah, yeah basically did a ring around the stadium and yeah. everyone was down I there high fiving him and he was soaking in that moment. And like, to me, that was, that was a point where I was like, this team has like, he just feels like there's, there's something special well, brewing. Yeah. But 
the feeling on that one too was like you knew the Broncos were next. Yeah. And the Broncos had not long, not many weeks before that, smoked the Ravens pretty badly. And so it kind of also had like you really wanted to win that game because it was Ray's last home game. Other than just you want to win a playoff game, of course. Basically, like, you, you felt like the job was kind of done. It was like they, I, there was a little feeling among I think the fan base that it was like, all right, we got that one. That was a great game, but like, ugh, what's going to happen next week in Denver? Like, mm-hmm. they're the top seed coming by, smoked us a few weeks ago. Peyton Manning, they had a great team that year. It's like at least we got that one, you know? Yeah, and we'll see what happens. The now it's not a home game, but like beating the Broncos, Mahai, Mer- I mean. If you want to talk about best moments in Ravens history, well, period, of course. it's not an empty back stadium, but yeah. I mean that. Yeah. Um, so I, that was also, I think, made the emotions a little bit weird for me in that game. See, you, you're just a nervous Nelly. You couldn't enjoy it. You were like, I'm, I'm, you're a nervous Nelly. I, we know who the nervous Nelly is. You're a nervous Nelly. Big point. <laughs> big time nervous, nervous Nelly. Nelly over here. I was enjoying that moment, and I felt like there was something special brewing. And I was like, this team has the has the it factor. They had the it factor. No, you knew that there was no weapon. It factor. No weapon started the next week. Team of Destiny started after the Broncos this, win. Don't be the revisionist history. I We're knew talking it. real history here. I knew it from the day from the time that Ray Lewis came out of that tunnel. You were a liar. (laughs) So uh, vote in the vote in the bracket on our website and also just send us an email to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Let us know your favorite moments, uh, your favorite moment from MNC Bake Stadium. If there's any that we missed, let us know that uh, as well. And this is something we're going to be celebrating this season. So these are the kind of debates that are fun. Yeah, they're fun. And like, like, look, it's MT Bake Stadium has been a great home for the Ravens. It's going to continue to be a great home for the Ravens. Yeah, um, for a and long it's just time. like it, it's there's just a lot of iconic moments. It was fun to relive some of the history today. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you later this week. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.